ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats, children of all ages, I introduce you the future legend. He is the host of Let's Talk Podcast. The one, the only, I introduce you, Philip! Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Philip. This is episode number 264. And today, today we're going to talk about Chicago sports team. We're going to talk about the Blackhawks, the White Sox, the Bears, and <laughs> the Bulls. Okay. So, and that's today what we talk about. And today, I guess, who is no stranger to this podcast, make his return, Shake. Welcome back to the show, man. It's been a while. Thanks for having me back on. I'm really excited to be back on. It's been, it took me a while to find you because we were good friends on Twitter. And then your Twitter just got banned because that's what Twitter likes to do. They like to ban people without having any reason to do so. So I was like, what was that guy's name I was talking to? It was like Phillips. And I went looking and, and I finally listened to one of your old podcasts and then he gave you the, the Instagram name. So I was like, okay, perfect. Let's go follow him. And let's get this show rolling because I'm happy to be back here. It's good. It's been a hot minute. And there's this is a great podcast, and I can't wait to talk some more sports with you, man. Yeah, man. I, I'm glad you found me. I, it's, it's You know, it's funny as when you send a, the request to add me on Instagram, I was like, wait a minute, that name sounds familiar. Because I, I, didn't, I don't add people for sake of – unless I know the person, whether it's from, you know, on my podcast or I know from, you know, from school or whatever. And – I, I was like, oh, you know what? I remember him. So I set the request, and then I, I glad you find me, man. So I like, yeah, because you know, like you said, Twitter <laughs> hates me, <laughs> and they're oh, Twitter, and nowadays with Twitter, oh, don't get me started. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's even um, worse now. They've destroyed Twitter at this point. Oh yeah, I mean, charging eight bucks a month for a stupid blue check mark? You kidding yeah. me? <laughs> it's insane. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, you you could get a blue free check mark in my book for free. <laughs> Absolutely, that's that's a way more valuable check mark than the stupid blue Twitter check mark. That's for sure. Exactly, exactly. So, I have a long fence, but but I'll 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 wait in a bit. Well, we, 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 first thing we will talk about the Bulls right now. <laughs> oh, okay, first the Bulls. Let's talk about this past season. Talk about frustration. Um, now, before the season started last season, what were your expectations for the Bulls last season? Maybe make the play-in. Maybe, maybe go on a little run. But, like, I mean, with Lonzo being out the whole year, and I've got people that are close to me. Like, I've got some sources close to the organization that know Jerry Reinsdorf personally. And when they account that, literally tweeted out, he said, expect the absolute worst for Lonzo. When I heard that, I was like, yeah, this season's already cooked. Lonzo is like the backbone of the, the Bulls' defense. Right. And without Lonzo, they are not. They just can't function properly as a team. It's just the unfortunate reality. DeRozan's a good player. He's just just not very helpful for them at this point. Like He's a great player, but they need some better defense. They need guys who can come in 
be athletic wings, play some defense, shoot some threes. This era of where we're just taking mid-range shots is over. It's you got to have guys who can shoot the three ball, and the Bulls were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the league last year. And that's right. not just, that's not a way to be competitive whatsoever. If you're not locking teams down, if you're not locking other wings down, if you're not playing big in the post with uh, a stretch big, if you're not doing really anything, that is how we define the modern game of basketball. Then I don't know how you could expect to be a competitive team. And who is to blame for all of this? I put all of my blame on Jerry Reinsdorf. Being a fan of two Jerry Reinsdorf teams is genuinely one of the worst feelings in the world. I think he's one of the worst owners in sports. He is probably one of the cheapest owners in sports. And everything he touches turns to shit. If he didn't luck into Michael Jordan at number three overall, he would be one of the biggest failures in sports ownership history. But he got so lucky with Michael Jordan, and then he used that as his legacy. Yeah. <sighs> I have a lot to say about Jerry Reinsdorf, but I will say, now for me, to me, before last season, or this past season, I should say, after from the other season, you know, first year with, the, with that, when this new front office put together with the Rosen edition, Lawrence Ball edition, and this team make the playoff, from last season, got eliminated in the in the first round against the the Bucks, and, and in the off season, you expect them at least you know have some shooting and maybe do a bit more. Well, I do like the addition of Andrew Drummond, even though Billy Donovan. And we're gonna talk a little bit about Billy Donovan in a bit. Uh, don't play him that much for whatever reason. You you think they could do more in last off season? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you go out and, again, I, I get some of the moves they made. You got Gordon Dragic, who was really bad. He was just terrible for the Bulls. Right. Drummond was fine, but, I mean, Drummond's game is just not really what the modern NBA wants. He's kind of right. a stat patter. That's just how he's always been. Um, but who else? They drafted Terry, who he is whatever. A lot of the team took a step back, though. Like, Io looked horrible this year. Like, he looked like yeah. a G League player that was clearly in over his head. Um, Kobe was pretty good this year for where he's been in the past. I, I know you were never a big fan of Kobe. I remember going through Twitter, and I would just see bench Kobe now in all caps. Yeah. I know yeah. you were not the largest fan of Kobe, but it's good to see he's improved a little bit. Unfortunately, yeah. now he's a free agent, or he could be a free agent, so it'll be curious to see how much he gets paid or where he ends up going because who knows the bulls are the bulls have no problem sending off talented players away that struggle with our organization because we don't know how to develop young players and then we got guys like Lori who blossoms Wendell Carter who looks pretty good all these guys who just struggled with us and didn't really develop go elsewhere and they just look good they just look like good players so i don't know what's next for the bulls and i think they botched last offseason a little bit I'm really happy that they decided not to give Vucevic an extension. However, the Zach Levine contract is looking like one of the worst contracts in basketball right now. I know he played okay this year, but he's not a number one player. He's maybe a number two caliber player on a championship team, but he is not a number one player on a team that you want to compete with. It's just not going to happen. Personally, I think that they should hit the reset button this offseason. They should trade they should trade uh, – who should they trade? They should trade DeRozan for sure. 
They should try to trade Levine in the Knicks and get some young players or some picks just to free up some money so they're not stuck with him. I think they should explore trading Caruso as well because I think Caruso can get them a pretty big package. He's a really good player, really good defender specifically. His offensive game is very weak, but he is a very good one of the if I know he's graded by uh, War as one of the best defenders in all of basketball. So if they can trade off some of their pieces that aren't going to be a part of their next core, I think that they can set themselves up in the future. But again, we say this every year with the Bulls. And you know what they do? They find a way to screw it up. It's like Carney uh, Sovas and Eversley. It's like Garpax 2.0. They always will find a way to screw it up and stab the fans in the back because that's what Jerry Reinsdorf front teams do, and that's what the Bulls do. They will just always find ways to stab you in the back. Yeah. Man, last offseason when they didn't really do much, and I don't remember what AK say in the press conference, but it sounded like what Gar Paxson usually say, you know, stick with the course, stick to the course, stick to the course, stick. To... Does that sound familiar? Uh, and it's like, what? I mean, I, I, I mean, you could do more in offseason, more in the offseason to prove the team at least you can do. Um, Kobe White, yeah, I was frustrated with him last season. I was and early portion of this season, I was a little frustrated, but he finally, I was happy with his improvement. He showed improvement, and I feel like we should resign him. I don't, with the reasonable, reasonable deal, of course. Reasonable deal, don't overpay him. Reasonable deal. He is a restricted free agent, and let, let's talk a little bit about Kobe uh, White. A little bit more. I feel we should resign him. I, that's why I think. If you, of course, if you were sticking, I would say stick with the course. But do you feel the Bulls should resign Kobe White? If it is, of course, if there's a, a right offer on the table. Uh, I think that if the money's right, maybe. But the problem is, I think Kobe White wants to be a point guard, and he yes. has shown that he's not a point guard. He's a good shooting guard. He, he's an okay shooting guard, or he's a good six man off the bench, but. I just can't see him commanding an offense. And so if he mm-hmm. wants point starting point guard level money, see you later, Kobe. Try to make a sign and de- trade work with someone to get some assets back for him. But I, I, I think it's a lost cause. I don't see any reason why they should pursue something like that because it just doesn't make sense for them at the current moment to give a guy like Kobe like big money or starting point guard money. It just doesn't make sense. Right. Well, what, if you're, what offer will you give him if it's up to you? Uh, I am not 100% sure what specific offer I'd give him. I would let him test the market first. Okay. And I would, because again, he has a chance to sign a, like an offer sheet with a different team. And if it's, if it's just deemed as market value, then I would match it. But I would let someone else set his market price. So you're not getting screwed by overpaying for him right off the bat. Right, right. Yeah. And he, he, he is going to be a restricted free agent. This summer, so one of them, I was talking with someone. We talked a little bit about Kobe White, and of course, if the White deal, which he he say the same thing, to bring Kobe White, just start him at a point guard. Let's let's give him one another chance with starting point guard with this roster. I mean, Ball is not coming back next season. Let, let's face it; he, he's probably not. Doesn't look like he's gonna play next season. That 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 injury with the knee is pretty concerned. I mean, but third surgery, third surgery, and that's a mysterious with the injury with that knee. That's really mysterious. That this gives me it gives me a bad Brandon Boy five type of injury. 
that's what they that's the I don't know about you, but that's the five in gaming. But we'll we'll see. Um set the mark it would be a probably a smart idea, smart business. Whatever. We didn't make the play. We didn't I mean we did make the play in. Uh <laughs> but we lost to Miami, who now are in the Easter Conference Finals. And and what gets me the most, let's talk about Billy Dominant. They extend Billy Dominant after one playoff appearance. What are your thoughts about the when they extend Billy Dominant? To me, it's just typical Jerry Reinsdorf run team. We're going to give secret extensions to guys who don't know what they're doing. It's about failing upwards. That's what the, the White Sox are. That's what the Bulls are. Guys just fail up through the organization, man. It's just pathetic. It's a disgrace to the fans. And honestly, I'm just sick and tired of it. I mean, Billy never showed that he was anything more than an average coach in the league. I get why they signed him initially. They wanted some sort of stability. Right. I was never on the Billy Donovan train. I mean, people seem to forget that he almost got fired before a year before during that uh, crazy OKC run in the bubble. People were calling for his head. People yeah. really did not like Billy Donovan. He really saved his legacy a little bit with that uh, run in the bubble. Billy Donovan was part of that uh, Thunder team that blew a 3-1 lead in the Western Conference Finals in 2016. That's true. But to me, I see that and I'm just like, this is this screams Bulls because that's just what the Bulls do. They hire mediocre retreads who don't have much experience doing anything right. But because this person may have had a little bit of success at some point, we're gonna give him, we're gonna sign him, and we're gonna give him an extension without anyone saying anything because that's what we do. We give secret extensions, and now you know what Jerry Reinsdorf is so cheap that they're not gonna fire him even though he's not a good coach because then you have to pay him and you'd have to pay the new coach. So that's the Jerry Reinsdorf special, you know. Now he's got you locked into a guy who has proven that he can't do anything right. Yeah. Billy Dom- I never was a Billy Dominant train either. I mean, he's better than Jim Bolin, but that's not saying much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny story about Jim uh, Boylan. I was mad because uh, I'm still – this is my final few he- um, some, uh, few days here in uh, Alabama. And one day I look on – the University of Alabama basketball page, and I see that Jim Boylan is hosting a basketball camp literally within like really? walking distance of where I was. I was going to go and start booing him, but I was too late. By the time I saw the post, he was already gone. Oh, man. <laughs> I was going to tell the people outside, don't don't give this man your money. You're better off going to some crackhead playing basketball <laughs> for basketball advice than this clown. That's, that's true. I mean, Folks, Jim Bowling, oh my God. I, I thought Tim Floyd was a bad head coach. No, Jim Bowling taking it to the next step. Watching oh, him man. coaching the Bulls those years, ooh, it was bad. I never forget he went on a timeout after in the third quarter. That couple times, a few times actually. Out of timeout in the third quarter. How the he- hell you do, how the. F- <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Boylan was a mess. He was not a good coach. I remember no. even that one play, I forgot who got hurt. It was one of our guys got hurt and he would not call a timeout. And I believe we were playing the Mavericks. And the yeah. Mavericks coach literally had to call a timeout because Boylan would not call a timeout while our guy was like in the on the ground, like hugging his knee. I was like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Yeah, I, I saw that. I remember that. I don't remember who hurt his ankle uh, 
it might be I, I can't remember who was it. I know it's not Zach Levine. I can tell you it's not Zach Levine. It might be Carter or maybe maybe Shaq Harrison. I, I'm not sure, but I remember that. I remember that I was like, Gafford. Yeah, it was Daniel Gafford. Yeah. Or was it Daniel Gafford? Yeah, yeah it was Daniel Gafford. I just looked it up. Okay, yeah, Daniel Gafford. Spring, he sprained his ankle. He was down. Yeah. You don't call. A, you don't bother to call a timeout. You kidding me? You. Oh my god. You can't. You're. He's a, such a fucking clown. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if if he was if he was if I see him in the basketball game, you're like you suck as a coach. Oh. Yeah, he was horrible. He was such a bad coach. I mean, I would have Tim Floyd coach. I, I thought Tim Floyd, like I said earlier, I thought Tim yeah. Floyd was bad, but he's he's the worst. Yeah. I would have Tim Floyd coach than Jim Dolan. Yeah, that's why I call him Dolan. Yeah. But uh, Billy Dolan, oh my god, like like you say, he is average. He is a true definition of an average coach. And yeah. now I never was a train. I, I was happy about Billy Dol- I mean Billy Dolman. I was happy about um Jim Bowling got fired. Don't, don't oh, yeah. get me wrong. Don't get me wrong because I, I don't want to my blood pressure will be an all time high. He's still <laughs> coaching the team. Uh, <laughs> that's that's for sure. But Billy Dolman, I never was a his I never was Billy Dominant fan or a train. I mean I get it, like like you mentioned, stability, which kind of did. I guess last season, I guess the probably his best season as a Bulls coach, in you know, which is not saying much, but you get the point. But well, mm-hmm. that's crazy. It's basically Demar Derozan, but that carried it that team the, after fourth quarter, after fourth quarter, getting winning shot in the regular season. But he's just, I mean, you you lock him up after one playoff. That's I mean. One, that's a stupid business move. I, I was looking at other teams lately, recently, firing their headquarters, and some of the teams are tender teams. I mean, you got Philadelphia just fired Doc Rivers. Fired, they just fired Doc Rivers today. And you got Phoenix Sun fired Molly Williams. You got Detroit Pistons, who's in the rebuilding team, fired, uh, not really, not fired. He actually resigned, actually. Dwayne Casey resigned. And yet, the Bulls won the Bulls extend Billy Dominant after one playoff one. And they do this before all of these like amazing head coaches hit the market too. You could have had like a Nick Nurse. You could have had an Ime Udoka. You could have had Boone Holzer. You could have had Monty Williams. All four of those would have been massive upgrades over Donovan. But now you've just locked yourself into mediocrity for the next few years. Yeah, they can they could have Dane Snyder, who's now coaching for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. And I, I I called for him before, uh, maybe a few episodes ago when we talk about when I talk about um, Bose with my guest Dan Snyder, who is a good coach from Utah. But no, you want let's lock up Billy Dominant because you know because I can't and I'm cheap. Yeah, fuck you, Cherry Warren story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can cuss in this about you. You already know that, but oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but and then yeah, fast forward. After the season's over, they, because you know my expectation before the season is make it back to the playoffs. Even AK say the expectation, and you know what really gets me, what really irks me. AK said before the season start, the expectation is the Bulls to make the playoffs at least get past the first round. Well, we didn't make the playoffs, and you extend Billy Dominic after one playoff one, and you're still keeping him. Yep, it's just, dude, it's just sad at this point. Like, what do you expect? There's, there's, 
usually with some of these teams, there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. There is no light at the end of the tunnel with the Bulls. It's just darkness for the rest of eternity. That is about seen that way. It's seen, and you know, and and then of course there's the NBA lottery today. Now I will say this: I my expectation was low because you know the chances are this and that, but I always hope some miracle happened. You know, one point eight percent chance of the Bulls to win the lottery, and I forgot what percent about the top four, but it's like a small percentage. I was hoping for a small a at least a miracle, but I keep my expectation low. And of course, like typical bulls luck. And when I say typical bulls luck, always bad luck, always bad luck for the past for for I don't know for the past decade, I guess. Yeah. We we're not getting a pick. I mean, it's the number eleven pick. It's not it's not the bulls pick anymore. It's Orlando. It's no. Orlando. And you trick now to credit for that front. One one of credit. You don't see guard. And John Paxson trade first round draft picks. Usually they either swap the picks or they keep the picks. Yeah. Usually I... they keep the first round. This this front office is a little different. They trade the first round pick. They they take that's a huge risk. If you trade a first round pick, especially two future first round draft picks, that's a huge risk in any shape or form. And you know what? It's blown up in their face. And, and look what happened this year, right? They're never now. gonna do it again. Yeah, number eleven pick, which could be the Bulls. Now, granted, you want a superstar and you want to get a top three, top four pick. If 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 I was going to trade a first round draft pick, I would at least make it a lottery protected, like at least, yeah, a lottery protect basically, which is about one fourteen, one to fourteen is lottery pick. I would make at least a lottery protected if I was going to trade the first round pick to like, which is to Orlando for Fooch. At least a lottery protect, and you would still have to keep the pick. If it's number eleven, because that's why you want to make the when you trade the lottery. That's why you want to make the lottery, make it protected, protect the pick. And it will be belong to you. If it's number eleven, still we still keep our pick. No, you just make it top four protected. Just top four protected. Oh my god! Hey, you know I was happy when Garf, Garf and John Paxson gone. And then fire okay, a, a higher this. Let's give this front office a chance. Well, they did some ballsy move trade first round draft pick, which backfired us. Yeah, oh, now, let, let's talk. Well, let's we my back draft Laurie. Bulls get number eleven. What what are your thought process on it? If they got Laurie back, um, I don't I don't know. It's just it's just a tough situation that the Bulls are in. I don't know how to fix it. They put, they put themselves in such a hole with this stupid Vooch trade and now dealing with this Levine extension, man. I don't know what's next. I don't know what they could possibly do. It's To me, your guess is as good as mine with what would happen. So I don't even have a suggestion to make because of how terrible the front office is. That chances are, even if I make a suggestion that is somewhat reasonable, then it's not going to be worth my time because it won't happen. Right. Yeah. I was hoping, I mean, let's talk about Sack Levine, 200 million. I mean, good for him. You got that money. Good for, me, for him, but he's not worth 200 million. Well, well I do like to resign Levine last off, off season, but not 200 million work. But, but I would like at least give Levine, get, get a superstar to pair with Levine. That's what I want. In a perfect world, 
we'll get it done somehow, some shape or form. But it's hard to get a superstar, especially now with the Bulls. It's hard to get a superstar. One, if you're gonna, I mean, you 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 can't even take you can't even take right. And even though even though I kind of guess tanking because you know the lottery odds are different now, especially now you know they change the things a lot, but. It's hard to get a superstar to pair with Levine at the very least. Free um, agency, you already know the history. Even though I don't, I, even though that this front office, how much luck they can get with the guy's superstar because there's no superstar available at the moment. Maybe, maybe Damian Litter, but you have to get, you got to trade for him. Um, I don't know. Portland will trade him. You know, Portland got what pick they're in right now. Remember. Yeah, Portland got pick three in the draft, I believe. Yeah, there's a chance. I mean, if that was Damon, I mean, Damon Litter, there's a chance Portland may move Damon Litter because Litter, but it's a matter of where. I don't know. I don't know. Damon Litter, because last time I read that he may consider asking to be moved if they don't improve the team. Number three pick, that's not going to be, that's not going to get done. Um, in the perfect world, if I was the Bulls, I'd call Portland. Hey, I w- I'm interested in Damon Litter. That's what I would do. What do you think? It, it'd be interesting. I just don't see the Bulls ever doing something like that. If oh, we, no. I, 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 I just don't know who the Bulls could target because none of these – who's going to want to come to Chicago? Like DeRozan, they had to give him a ton of money to come here first off. They had to give Lonzo a ton of money, and he's not even playing. They had to trade for Vooch. Uh, yeah, I don't know who the hell's going to want to play in Chicago after seeing the mess that we've been in for the last decade. It's it's certainly interesting to consider like what superstars would want to come here. I mean, here's what I'm saying. you Next year, you better hope that you can draft LeBron's kid so that you can draft LeBron's kid and then sign LeBron in the process. That's your only hope of getting a superstar. Yeah. Is he going to the draft next year? Next year he'll be draft eligible, yes. Ooh. Why do I have a feeling Cleveland is going to somehow suck this year or next season or just coming new season and get the number one pick? I, why do I have that good feeling about that? <laughs> yeah. The good thing with, with Le- or Bronny at least is he's not like a top-tier uh, prospect. He's a pretty decent prospect, but he's like a late first-rounder at this point probably. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, yeah. Um, now there is a rumor about, and you might hear this rumor. There's a rumor about Phoenix trading Aiton, possible to the Bulls for Demar Derozan. Right now, what are your thoughts about that? That's just putting a bandaid on a bullet hole at that point. Uh, Aiton's yeah. not very good, and he's making a lot of money. I'd rather not trade uh, Derozan for a package like that. Yeah. Uh, well, what if they offer Ethan and Chris Paul? <laughs> yeah, Chris Paul's not very good anymore. I wouldn't want to deal with Chris Paul. I'm not. I'm, he's one of my least favorite players, so I wouldn't want to be. I want to have to root for him. Yeah, he's not, and he's injury prone. Yeah, nowadays too. So, yeah. Uh, now, I will admit, a year, a couple of years ago, I would be excited to get Ethan. You know, but that you know because of a that talent alone, but now with his big contract plus 
I, this whole some of the injury in the playoffs it's a little bizarre to me. And his effort, his effort is poor. Kind of remind me of certain player like Eddie Curry, I guess. <laughs> Funny <laughs> enough, terms- with, with Eddie Curry, I actually went to grade school with Eddie Curry's kid. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. he was. Um, he was his kid. Eddie, his name was Eddie Curry the third. Uh, he was a year younger than me. I actually was friends with him for a while. I played basketball with him. He's actually a rapper now, so that's that's an interesting little tidbit. He's he did a show with Le'Veon Bell at one of those stupid concerts in Miami. Oh wow, wow! I didn't know that. Wow, that's a that's a nice tip. Nice, good to know. I never know. Huh, interesting, interesting. You know, but uh, before we jump to the next subject, let me. It's a little long fence. I, I want to fence. A little bit more, Chair Weisendorf. Just go away. Just, just, uh, you know. Before I just go, because you are the star of this podcast. You mind? I fent a little bit. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm never. Jerry Reinsdorf has done harm to so many people that you know what I I love listening to anti Jerry Reinsdorf rant. So <laughs> I I will sit in and I will agree with probably every word you say. Okay. Okay. Just fucking go away. Sell the fucking damn team. I mean, shit. We haven't been winning the championship for a decade now. Since 1998. We got lucky with Derrick Rose, but of course the injury would happen. And and then we have a second chance with Jimmy Butler, but you got your two crowns trading him away. And look at where Jimmy at now. Easter Conference Finals. Fucking January story, you're a fucking cheap ass little shit. I don't know how much better his son is, Michael Weisendorf. I have no hope about Michael Weisendorf, even though I, I was a few years ago. But now I, I don't know. I don't know anymore regarding him. I don't know how much better he's gonna be. Just I think Weisendorf need to just sell the fucking damn team, sell the team to the owners who care about basketball. Care not just about business because let's face it, the reason why we're in the military because this where we're at now because why is the door want the team to go make the playoffs so you can get that playoff revenue? That's pretty much what it is about for Terry Weinsdorf. That's where we're at right now. A trending team, hopefully, make the playoffs to get that playoff revenue. Well, little bitch, you didn't get the playoff revenue because we didn't make the playoffs because you're dumbass. Allow the management to stick the middle to stick. Making bad decisions to stick miraculously. That's what it is. You should learn about the Foreign Irish organization. I mean, look at it. I mean, the ownership Foreign Irish turned around after that bad Kim Harbour deal thing. And we're not looking at the Foreign Irish now, contenders. But no, Weisendorf, you are a shitty, shitty ass owner, the worst owner. In sports in channel. Now, I don't follow the White Sox, but, and we will get to the White Sox in a bit. You just, oh my God, I'm gonna, I don't know if you will ever listen to this podcast, but he does. Oh, well, I have to just give sh- fucking shit. Because <laughs> you are a terrible owner. You know, Clippers fired that owner, or actually the lady kicked that owner out. And they hired this owner, which I forgot their name. Steve Ballmer. 
Steve Ballmer, there you go. Steve Ballmer makes the team contender because he, you can tell Steve Ballmer is very passionate. You can tell that he cares, he wants that team to success. He cares about that. Not only he care about making money, I get it, it's a business, NBA, that's reason it is a business, but you you can tell Steve Ballmer wants to win the championship. He wants the Clippers to win the championship. I think he fucking care about that team. So you can say the same about Mark Cuban. And said, at least, at least he cared. Even though I don't agree about the way he's doing a poor job building around Luka Luka Doncic, which he did a poor job, but at least he cared to make that trying a way to get that team to make a, a contender. I can't say the same about Chandler Ryan's the door. I I can't say the same. You really give, don't give a shit about the Bulls. Tech. Just sell the fucking damn team for crying out loud. If I have the money, I would buy the fucking damn team, but I don't have the money. I mean, like, shit, come on. Fuck it, come on. Get the fuck out, you fucking old man. You're a fucking, what, 90-year-old man? Go sit in the sunset and enjoy your retirement. Sell the fucking damn team. You're just like Fitz McMahon. Don't go fucking away. Yes, he's still the, even though he's no longer owner of the WWE, but he's still the, the what, what, I don't remember what position. He's, but, but he's employed now to the Amador, who's still, Who's the the same company owns UFC, but but you still you still the owner of the Bulls. Go the man, come on, we us fans. You know, I, I was I was grateful to watch the Bulls win six championship in my lifetime. I would like to see them win the championship again some point in my lifetime before I freaking die. I'm in my forties. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, it's just ridiculous, dude. It's crazy. I don't know. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I just don't know what to expect at this point. Like, nothing's ever going to change. I don't get it. I have no idea what's next for the Bulls, but it's nothing but pain and sadness. You know, I have this theory now. I have this theory because when AKME got higher, I think but I think, because let's face it, when Gar Former got fired and Trump packs in whatever the hell he's doing nowadays, that I believe when they interview for the new front office, I believe Weinsdorf is part of the process and say, look, I want my team to go be a, at least a playoff team. I want a, that playoff revenue. I want this playoff revenue. So I don't want no rebuild. I think this is ordered by the ownership. And you mentioned about, you know, you start from the top, start from the ownership. Which I agree, and I think that's why you see AK. I mean, even though they in the first year they evaluate the you know, Laura Markin and Wendell Carter Jr. and then of course you trade them away, trade trade well not trade trade Wendell Carter Jr. to Orlando plus the pick for Fuchs and then sign Demar Derozan, sign Lawrence Ball Caruso. There, that's your middle team. You make the playoff that one year. You extend Billy Donovan. He's because he's a Safe bet, and I said safe, safe bet, just to be nice. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a mess, dude. I don't even know where they go from here. It's just you got to hit the reset button at some point. Which again, this is like the third time in what ten years that we're hitting the reset button again because it's just always something with this team. I mean, the moves were bad with Lauren Marketing and the Connor other on the roster. We can't even get the the number one pick. We got the fourth pick, but that's with Patrick Williams. He's whatever. 
Now he's the one that frustrates me more than Kobe White nowadays. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's he's approaching bust territory at this point. Like he's just been not very good. We could draft that point guard now who's with Indiana with that pick. Halliburton. Yeah, we could. If we were to draft him, it might be a little different regarding yeah. where we at right now. Yeah, absolutely. But now we're stuck in hell because Jerry Reinsdorf and, and these idiots who run the front office try to screw it, try to screw with us, and it's just like, what's going on? He doesn't care about this team. I mean, he doesn't care about the team success. He only care about making money. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's why he wants that playoff, playoff money. Well, you're a sucker because you didn't make the playoff this year. What? What's going to happen next season if they don't make the playoffs again with that roster? Let's assume, let's assume DeMar DeRose is still on the roster. Let's assume Zach Levine's still on the roster. Those two. Let's assume you're, you don't solve the point guard especially, which you should if you stick with the Levine and DeRose on the roster. You should go find a new point guard at least. Some yeah. shape or form. Maybe get Damian Litter. I know it's not going to happen or or some or someone I don't know who on the market. Come on, hello. Yeah, that's uh, just it's just infuriating at this point. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know what to expect at this point because they just screw up everything they do. We don't even have. I don't. I don't know. We don't have cat space for this. Well, for this offseason, we have. I think we might have a tax taxpayer mid level exception. Maybe I think I'm not hundred percent sure on that one. Either that or a mid-level exception. I have to ask the one. I, but I know we don't have enough cap space for this. And no superstar is a free agent anyways this this offseason. Jamie Gaines a free agent. The only guys that's free agent I know is James Harden, Kyrie Irving. And no, I do not want Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah, he's a bit of a head case. He is a head case, yeah. He, I mean, he's like Stephen Marbury Part 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, that that's a talent player. But a head case, yeah, not worth the trouble. I, I rather, I rather stick with this team than sign, pick up Kari Irvin. Oh yeah. And James Harden, that's not gonna happen. And he fell in the playoffs, and look at look what happened with Philadelphia. Even though it's not really hundred percent his fault, even though he didn't play well in that game seven, and same with Troy B. But whatever. And plus, he's in her his early thirties. But but again, same in Damon Litter. I right, still have Damon Litter than James Harden. That's just me, but. That's yeah. not gonna happen. I, I don't know what, uh, I don't know what they're gonna do in the off season. This off season, they're barren. I will say this: if they extend, they not extend. If they resign Fuchs, whether it's a, a reasonable deal or not, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I totally agree with you. Don't resign Fuchs, please. Don't resign Fuchs. AKME, I will. I will, I will start to fight. I mean, I probably should start a little bit sooner, but I will. I try to give him a chance, give them a chance, a little longer leash because I give Sean Paxson, God for me, a longer leash. Trust me. And that, you know what, set me off after I say, okay, get with him. That's when they fired Tom Thibodeau and hired that clown Fred Holbert. Oh, you know, yeah, he was interesting. Yeah, you know, yeah. And that's when I, okay, that's it. Get with God Paxson. Get, just get get rid of them. That's when that that really nailed the coffin for me. If you oh, extend, yeah. if you resign, if they if they resign Fuchs, whether it's a reasonable deal, I don't care. It's a one year deal. One year deal might be a little bit forgivable, but but I don't want him back in the one. That's not gonna happen. But I don't want him back in the one year, even a one year deal. 
if you resign him in any shape or form, I, I'm gonna start the, this fire AKME. They need to go. They need to go. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. For AKME, get, get the fuck out of the, the fucking Bulls train. Take take Ryan's door with you too. I rather I rather have Ronald McDonald one this front office than the ones we have right now. For crying <laughs> Okay. I think I'm done fitting for now for about the Bulls. Yeah, I think that was a pretty good event session. Yeah. And oh fuck you, Chairman Reinsdorf. Fuck you too, Michael Reinsdorf. And you know what? Fuck you too, God Farman, Sean Paxson. You're still a little bitches. <laughs> there. I'm, I'm I feel better. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's awesome. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Let's talk about the Blackhawks. I heard I believe the Blackhawks got the number one pick in the draft. Isn't that correct? That's that's true, yeah. And this guy, this Connor Bedard guy, I don't really follow hockey that much. It's probably out of the four sports. It's by far the one I follow the least. But I will say, living in or living in the Chicago area during that early 2010s Blackhawks run where they won three Stanley Cups in six years, that was electric. And if we can get back to that, oh, man, that will be so much fun. That city is going to go crazy again. This Bedard kid is going to be crazy good. All right. Okay. So that number one pick, the higher prospect is what was his name again? Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard. Okay, okay. Now I don't. I just started learning about hockey. I have a guest be on my podcast. Uh, I think was two years ago. I think before before my Twitter account got suspended. Yeah. Uh, he was he he educated me about hockey. So you know, I still shaky about my hockey knowledge. Basically, a little bit shaky. Not a little bit, but shaky. Um, but I know, I know they trade Kane uh, this past season to the Rangers. Uh, so you know, what are your thoughts about tra- they trading Kane? Uh, it, it had to happen. I mean, the yeah. team was just kicking the can down the road with these guys for years. So at some point, it had to happen, and I'm glad he got to go to a spot where he had a former teammate and Artemi Panarin there. Uh, it's obviously the the Rangers didn't do as as good as they expected. So at least he will maybe come back home this offseason. And if not, at least it looks like they ended on a good note and with a good relationship because Kane is probably one of the best players in Blackhawks history. So mm-hmm. it's good that he got a, a good buy that was well-deserved. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, now with the, with the Blackhawks got the one pick, what they need to do – to come free agency, and of course you got the draft pick. What do you need to do to go back to the dance? Possibly, maybe uh, next. They're season. still a year or two away from that. I mean, this okay. Bedard kid speeds up the rebuild by about a year. But mm-hmm. either way, having a generational talent like that is just crazy. Yeah. It's just it really will help speed the rebuild up a little bit and put them in a position to win within the next two years. Okay. What you like to see the Blackhawks do in free agency this offseason? Uh, sign some veterans that they can hopefully perform well and so they can trade at the deadline for more assets. It's okay. pretty simple. Get back get back up to the salary floor. Uh it's pretty yeah, it's a pretty straightforward process, honestly. Just get back up salary wise to where you have to be to be at the salary floor, and then from there take it year by year. And signed a bunch of like good vets to one year deals in hopes of trading them at the deadline for potential pieces. Any federation you have in mind that you hope for the Blackhawks to sign this this free agency? 
Hmm. No one specific, honestly. It's just um, it's just a matter of which free agents do they think is best fit. I like this GM, this Kyle Davidson guy. It seems like he has a vision for the team, so I hope he continues to fill out players that he thinks will best fit our roster. Okay, okay. And even though it's a little pre, no, I don't want to say little, but it's premature. But I'll go ahead and ask you, what is your prediction for this for the new seat for this? new coming new season for the Blackhawks. Probably miss the playoffs again, but just seeing improvement out of these younger players and getting a guy like Connor Bedard, hopefully he can do his job and show us why he was the number one overall pick and the best prospects in Scott McDavid. So as long as he lives up to potential no matter what the Blackhawks do, it's it'll be a successful season. Okay. Okay. What what position that Connor play? Connor Bedard? Yes. Um, he is a center, so he basically controls the floor. Oh, center. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. And he's one of those once-a-generation talent. Exactly, yeah. Something that Spurs are going to get. Yes, sir. I wish we could have gone. But no, <sighs> the Bulls can't tank, right, because they don't want to tank. I was hoping they at least get a top four, at least. Yeah, I mean, just so they that, can keep be... their pick. Or get number two pig, get Scoot Hand Scoot. I think it's Scoot Anderson, whatever you Scoot. Yeah. Or they can get my guy Brandon Miller, my my okay. former uh my former university mate. Yeah, Brandon Miller. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, but Blackhawks, they're seem to be in good position. That yeah, the one of the only teams in Chicago that's in a good position right now. Okay, and that will jump to about the White Sox, uh-huh, who's also owned by Renza Dork. Yes, because yeah. they went to Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know what's the White Sox record. I forgot to check. <laughs> so, yeah, I can do my little research, but um, I didn't. But, as of right the- now, the White Sox are 14 and 28. And this was a year that was supposed to be their competitive window. So, Ooh. as you can tell, things are not going swimmingly well in the White Sox world right now. Ooh, that's not – so, they're supposed to be a competitive playoff. Yeah, they're, they're, in theory, they're supposed to be a competitive team that's fighting for the playoffs. They're 14 games under 500. They're fourth in the division. They're nine games out of first place. And it's just been a disaster of a season. It has genuinely been a disaster of a season. And it'd be an understatement. I mean, they look horrible. The pitching sucks. The hitters are are not very good. The bullpen is a dumpster fire. Everything that the White Sox do is a failure. And it, again, it all stems back to one person. And what person do you think that may be? Oh, gee. Mr. Jerry Reinsdorf. Mr. Jerry Reinsdorf. It's all all problems lead back to Jerry Reinsdorf. That that's that when you describe a guy in the White Sox, that's described almost like the Bulls basically last season. Almost, it's, I think it's worse than the Bulls because at Is least the Bulls were like compet- a little bit competitive at times. True. The, the 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 White Sox are fourteen games under five hundred in what was supposed to be their year, where they're all in competing for the World Series. They're not even close. They are so pathetic this year. And what makes it even worse is they have one of the worst-rated farm systems in all of baseball. So they have, like, a bottom-ranked farm system. They don't have much. They have a few good players in the roster that they could trade to boost up that farm system. But it's not enough to get them competing anytime soon. So they're in a world of trouble right now. Wow. That's that's not good. That's that's not so good. These trade deadline is, what, July, right? End of July, early August, yes. July, August. So, do you expect to if this trend if this still continue to trend down for the White Sox? Do you expect the White Sox 
to make a move at the trade deadline? If they make a move, I hope it's to sell players, not buy them. Hope it's to trade away some guys that are on one-year deals that you can get hopefully some value for. Some value back. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> that sucks. Weisendorf. Uh, wow, you're such. And you know, Weisendorf is supposed to be a bigger baseball fan than a basketball fan. Really. Yeah, that's what makes it even worse. Is I think the the baseball side of it is is so like pathetic, and it makes me so angry. Because they had such a special team that they were building. Yeah. And what has it turned into? It has turned into an absolute joke and a dumpster fire. It's just what, depressing to watch. Because, you know, what? What? what's the issue? With the, you mentioned, you know, pitching is terrible. The hitting is it's a joke. Their bullpen is a joke. Um, their farm system is lack. When I say lack, it's just to be nice. Is it is it due to maybe lack of discipline, or is it bad coaching too? Um, I mean, I don't think the co- they hired a new manager, which I, I thought was a very stupid decision. I mean, I mm-hmm. was not a fan of this manager when they hired him to begin with. This is his first year managing. Obviously, he's going to have problems. You don't go into your first year managing a team with expectations and not have issues. It's just going to happen. However, I was just questionable at the guy that they hired, and I didn't, didn't really make sense. It would be like, it would basically think of it like this way: it would be like, let's say the Bulls were looking for a new head coach, and they decided, you know what, we're going to hire. Let's see, we're going to go out and hire like Steve Clifford, a guy who just doesn't do. It's just so mediocre, vanilla, milk toast, and it's just, it's just such a disaster. And it's not his fault. The organization failed him. It's not, it's, they obviously, if they give you an offer, you're going to take it for any kind of head coaching or managerial gig at all. But at the end of the day, he's just in over his head. He's making really dumb decisions, pulling pitchers too early, keeping pitchers out too long. It's just been a struggle right now for him. And hopefully he can figure it out, but I don't have any faith that this team will do anything right. Wow. Wow. That's, that is a sign of a disaster. Oh yeah, it is a disaster would be an understatement. Yeah, for the White Sox. Oh. And didn't the White Sox make the playoffs last year? No, they just or they missed it by a few games last year. Okay, so I, I'm probably thinking of the other year then because they. I was right off why they made the playoffs. Isn't it like the year before that? Yeah, they made it the year before. They made the playoffs yeah. in 2021, where they were just smoked by Houston in. The playoffs and it wasn't even really close. Okay, yeah, it's also yeah. Okay, yeah, Houston, the the cheaters. <laughs> yeah, the cheaters, the cheaters. But hey, you know what? They've won twice, so maybe we should start cheating too. I know. Hey, there you go. <laughs> there mm-hmm. you go. Might as well, might as well get put something in the in the back and yeah, yeah that that will improve the hitting. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> but, but yeah, so what? Fourteen wins, twenty four loss, weren't. I don't think we're not even. I don't think the baseball is the halfway of the season yet. No, that, right. we're about one fourth of the way through the season. First, but is your predict? Well, actually, let me. Well, now, what is your what your predict? What you expect to see the White Sox for the rest of this season? Uh they will be lucky to finish five hundred. They'll be lucky to finish five hundred, and at this point, I don't even think they're going to get like close to that. Yeah. Wow. And they're what 14 and 24 right now? Uh 14 and 28. 
1428. Wow. I'm a little off. So 1428. Ooh. They're pretty much behind. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, right socks. Right socks. Right. Why is the door? Why is the door? Why is the door? Cherry, why is the door? Why? Yeah. You know, he should make a book. <laughs> I would like to buy a book to see his bullshit. Yeah, and the bullshit meter with Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah, the bullshit you will put on the book. I like, you know, uh, I I do know one of the story like he doesn't want Michael Jordan to play when he broke his foot. He regretted yeah. let him play that that kind of stuff. Blah blah blah, whatever. I want to see the full story detail regarding the you know the Bulls dynasty days, after the dynasty day, what bullshit he's gonna come up with, this and that. And about the White Sox, even though I don't follow baseball that much or at all anymore. Uh, uh, sell the White Sox team. I, I'm not a White Sox. I'm not, I don't follow baseball, but sell the White Sox team too. Yeah, right. I, I agree. I, <laughs> oh, believe me, I agree. Right, right. Just sell the damn team. I mean, when's the last time the White Sox win the World Series? 2005. That's a decade. Yeah, you could say it's a decade. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. It's, it's they, won, a they won a World Series game on my birthday, so at least they oh, have wow. that to, to hold on to. That, that's actually that's actually pretty cool. When, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty interesting stat. Yeah, yeah. The close of my birthday is when Bulls won some playoff game on my birthday, like with Derrick Rose playoff debut. Oh yeah, won, that 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 great awesome series. Probably the best series still. Yeah. I guess the Celtics. Oh, good times, good times. Absolutely. You know, on my birthday, or, or you know, I think I think the Bulls win some playoff games on my birthday a few times already. But Jimmy Butler, I think it was against Boston as well. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, White Sox. Uh, I don't know what to say, man. Yeah, <laughs> me, I'm speechless, man. The team makes me so mad. I can get really worked up, but you know what? I'm gonna keep my composure and stay calm. Yeah, gotcha. I gotcha. How how's their draft? Is, is it like the for baseball for major league baseball draft? How does that work? Is it lottery or is it same format like the NFL? Uh, they just introduced a lottery last year. So last year was the first lottery they did. Oh really? Oh so yeah. they, Oh okay okay okay. So well well what does it look like regarding the White Sox chance of the number one pick? Uh, it's again the the weird thing about the MLB draft is that it's like different for every, every sport. Is it's basically similar to? Have you ever done like an auction draft for fantasy football? Auction draft? Ooh. Yeah, I don't think so, not the auction draft. No. So what? How an auction draft works is like you get two hundred bucks and you can spend it however you want. So it's similar to that where you get a certain amount of money that you have to give to your players. So you could take like a guy really early that's really good, but then you'll have to take someone. In the second round, that may not be as good because you need to save the money for later on. So it's it's a weird. The MLB draft is weird because the MLB draft is during the season too. Like it's in June, like it's in the middle of the season. So it's interesting to see how the draft plays out because it's so much different than the other drafts, and it's it's so random too because most of these guys that get drafted, they are going to be playing on the major league team for another like six years. Wow. I wish you see my my reaction when I found out. I was like, "What the?" I even like the WTF look. I'm like, "Wow, that's that's just weird." 
<laughs> yeah, it's certainly interesting. It's a lot different than any sports. That's why I like it so much. So yeah, I, I might I might have to check it out. Um, yeah. to you know give the see the process. And by oh, yeah. during the season, that's kind of Yeah, weird. it's in the middle of June. That's kind of I don't know I would like it with the during the during the season. Because yeah. you know, it's just I mean, you got NFL, NBA, and even NHL, they'll wait until after the season. Yeah, it's weird how it's in the middle of the season. I'm middle of the season. I, I don't that part I don't really understand. Eh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. So you know, but uh, I'm good luck for the White Sox. But let's oh, yeah. let's talk about the Bears, the Chicago Bears. Wow, they were busy this off season, really busy. Yeah. Uh, you got your free agency. You got. Their draft. Let's start with the free agency. What are your thoughts about their move in the free agency? Uh, it, they were fine. They they were good moves. I'm not gonna yeah. complain about anything they did because they went out there. They made some good moves. I wish they would have gotten another offensive tackle like an Orlando Brown or someone of that caliber. But you know, can't always go to want. Right. And it seems like they had a, a plan for what they were gonna do, and they're sticking to it. I was more upset about them passing on Jalen Carter in the draft. I really wanted him badly. He's really good. And when I found out that they passed on him, I was very upset. I was upset. I'm a, I'm a foreign Niners fan. I'm upset about it because I remember I was talking because the, 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 the dude who's also a Bears fan on my podcast, you want Jalen Carter. And I'm mm-hmm. probably every Bears fan probably wants Jalen Car- Carter. Mm-hmm. And you guys have a chance. And, you know, and no, trade down to the freaking Eagles. Thanks a lot, yeah. my boy. <laughs> I know. It was, it was not fun. Right, right to the Eagles. Uh, and, I mean, it's better than the NFC West team as a Niners fan. But yeah, that's true. Freaking Eagles. And now they ain't got Jalen Carter, and they're freaking loaded. <sighs> Why? And you guys draft that offensive lineman, I believe. What was his name? Uh... It's Darnell, I believe. He's uh, the offensive tackle from uh, Tennessee. Darnell Wright. Yeah, Darnell Wright. What What are your thoughts on that pick? Uh, hopefully he's good. I'm I'm just wishing him the best. I hope he's good, but it's too early to tell. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. I mean, I uh, I I don't I don't know. Train one spot down. Pass. I don't, I, it's very interesting they pass on Jalen Carter when they know they can t- draft, they have him where they want him. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't a fan of them passing on Jalen Carter, but what do I know? I'm just a stupid fan, and our GM is, is a professional, so maybe I, I'm just the clown. I, I get that Jalen Carter has this off-field issue, but it's not bad as, as people seem to be, you know? Yeah, I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out. I mean, it's bad, but it's not like Horrific, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Antonio Brown level. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Oh man, and he's with the Ravens now. Yeah, <laughs> not. Wait, no, he didn't sign with the Ra- Odell's with the Ravens. Did I thought he signed with the? Wait, who did Antonio Brown sign? <laughs> I think he's a free agent still. I thought he signed with the Ravens. No, that was Odell. Odell signed with the Ravens. Oh, I thought I thought Brown signed with the Ravens. Oh, okay. He, he made a fake. I think he made a fake post about it. Oh, it was. It, so it was a fake post. Oh. Yeah. Did I fall for that? Wow. Yeah, he's so free agent. Son of a bitch. You, I, 
I thought you actually slept. Oh, you son of a bitch, Antonio Brown. Wow, you money freaking truck. Oh, good. That's that's good. That's good. You got me good. Okay. Tony Brown, you got me good. My, wait, my wait. favorite fun fact about Antonio Brown is that he was the first ever celebrity that was unmasked on the mass singer. Oh, really? Yeah, I, yeah. He I was the first. That. He was the first celebrity unmasked on the mass singer. Oh, oh wow. I didn't know that. Wow. I, I gotta find that on YouTube. <laughs> I gotta check that out. That's yeah, it's funny. Him, he's been on it. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's been on it. Uh, fun fact actually, Lonzo Ball has been on it too. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. Oh, wow, Lonzo Ball. Yeah, yeah, he was rapping, he was pretty good actually. Pretty good. Wow, I, I gotta check that out. I gotta Dwight Howard, out. Mark Sanchez. There's been a lot of athletes on The Mass Singer. Yeah, I know Dwight Howard. I saw that on TikTok. Yeah, uh, Dwight Howard. Uh, but Mark Sanchez, Gronk, Gronk, yeah, Gronk. I saw that Gronk. Um, I'm I'm in for George Kittle to be in. It. <laughs> come, on. come on, that would be entertaining, man. I, yeah. I'm in for George Kittle, the people's tight end. But back to the the Bears. What right? And you know, of course, they got the other rounds, other draft picks. What are your thoughts about the draft Bears draft overall internal? Seems like they got a lot of value. A lot of the draft scouts that I follow said he's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to wait and see. And I'm not sure what's up with what they're going to do. But I hope that they make some good free agency decisions moving forward so that they can put right. themselves in a position to compete in the next year or two. Yeah. So let me ask you this, and we'll be right back. When the Bears got the number one pick at the time, because after Houston, Texans – uh, won that game. <laughs> that oh game. yeah, Which that was awesome. awesome. I was I was driving back to Alabama that day, and I was listening to it in the car, and and I heard that the Texans caught that pass. When I heard that Aikens caught that that pass on fourth and twenty, I was going nuts. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, Lovey Smith saves the day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I I could because I was like because I remember I was was watching that game. Um, and Houston went, oh shit, the Bears are actually gonna get the number pick. And I messaged this dude, um, who was on my podcast a couple times already, a few times already, and he was, of course, happy he got the number one pick or anything like that. And we talk about, I talk about, you know, maybe you know you maybe trade it down to stop stop piling um, draft picks, get more assets, and which they did. What are your thoughts about when the Bears traded the one pick, traded down with Carolina to stockpile more draft picks? I loved it. I thought it was a really good move. I mm-hmm. really thought they did a good job with it. And getting DJ Moore and two first-round picks out of it yeah. was a very successful deal. Yeah. I mean, you got Chesterfield's a weapon. Yeah. It's, it's more. Awesome. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And you signed Clay, 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 Clay. Oh, actually, you trade for him, actually. You trade yeah. um Claypool. That was not good. That was not a very good move. But you know what? You can't win every trade. Yeah, and, well, Claypool is not a bad player, but I'm not saying he's the best player. But but you got you give Tristan Phil a weapon. I, I don't know. Okay, but, but we'll say that because, you know, when they trade it down, it tells me they are committed to Tristan Fields. Yeah. Even, though they oh, could, yeah. even though they could draft Will Anderson instead with the number one pick, which is yeah. a high prospect. Um, which I like, you know, because 
if I, I told my, if I remember correctly, I told my kids if they keep the number one pick, they should draft Will Henderson with the number one pick. If they do keep the number one pick, um, you, you don't need to draft a quarterback. If you know, commit if you're commit to Justin Fields, who should give a chance. You know, I mean, for crying out, you you need to you need to protect your investment investment first of all because he got sacked a lot of times last season. <laughs> um. Went around his life, got a lot of winning yards or anything like that from last season. And I saw some Bears games. I mean, especially one against the Foreigners, which I was mad at that game. Week one, but it's raining money, whatever. But uh, how do you grade the Bears offseason? Really could be. They did a good job. They did just enough to really put them in a position to win this year. So it'll be interesting to see what they do moving forward and how they continue to build off of what they've been doing this offseason. Okay, okay. And, well, training camp's till close to the end of July, mm-hmm. training camp. And you, of course, you know, 90, I believe 90-some players on the try to make the team. Is there mm-hmm. any dark horse player to watch out for that might make the team for the Bears? A dark horse player? Um... I don't know specifically. It's too early to tell for that yet because we really haven't seen much of the uh, off-season training activities that have been going on. So we'll have to wait and see how some guys look during uh, free agents or during the training camp before I make a conclusion on that. Okay, okay. Well, I was going to ask, but I'll go ahead and ask anyways. But it might be too soon to ask regarding prediction or expectation. What is your expectation for the Bears for this, this season? Like seven wins, eight wins, which again, yeah. anything more than that would be cool. Preferably, I'd rather the team bottom out than anything. Like, I'd rather the team like suck again than just miss the playoffs. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay, gotcha. And you do have another first round draft pick, which belonged to Carolina. So, yeah, so which is nice. Having two picks to play around with will be interesting and it'll be a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, so something to because Carolina, I don't expect them to make the playoffs next or this season. I mean they're they're in the rebuilding process too. And but I don't I mean they're far a little bit far behind. We look at draft mini mouse, mini mini Kari Murray. I mean come on. Yeah. That quarterback the draft he looks look like Kari Murray because I mean they're both short. Come on now. Yeah, um, I know. I'm not gonna say any bad words about my former Alabama QB. I, you know me, <laughs> I don't speak bad about a yeah, Alabama guy. I know, I know, I know. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, let, let's talk about a little bit regarding the draft players um, in channel. Um, who is, who's the player? I know you probably mentioned some players from Alabama, but beside that, I'm going to go ahead and say beside that, so I'll give you a tougher question for you to answer. Who's the players you're looking for? Well, who's the players you look forward to most for the season that got drafted? In general or by the Bears? Both. 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 So by the Bears, I really like their fourth round pick, uh, the running back, Roshan. Um, the guy from uh, Roshan Johnson from uh, Texas. I think he'll be an interesting running back and he'll fill the David Montgomery role pretty nicely. Uh, overall, I think that, let's see, I'm trying to think of some of my Bama boys. Uh, Henry Toto. <laughs> team that drafted him is really going to like him. He's a really good linebacker, a really high IQ linebacker, and I'm really looking forward to see him play well. Uh, also, just looking at some of the other quarterbacks, I think that 
Um, Will Levis going to Tennessee is an interesting fit for him. I think that's going to work out pretty good. He's a pretty good uh, quarterback, and I think he's one of the more underrated players in the draft. And it's a shame that he fell in the second round. So it'll be curious to see how he'll fit in Tennessee. And it seems like they're already willing to move off of Malik Willis, which is interesting, even though he had a pretty disastrous first year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what's, what was I going to say? Uh, I was hoping when four hours draft Henry Tuck, uh, Henry, oh crap, I can't say his last name now. Um, anyway, from, from Alabama that you mentioned. Yeah, Henry Toto. Toto. I, I was hoping to draft. I was hoping for the Niners draft so I can buy his jersey because of his name alone. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool name. Come on, man. Toto. Toto. I, I, I can say, man, Toto make a big play. I say, Toto. Uh, come on. It's catchy, man. It's catchy. Oh, yeah. It's, it's catchy. good. He's, he was a fun player for Alabama. He was really good, too. Yeah, but yeah. So, okay. Okay. Um. You, so, you, you give the Bears a B, a B for their draft. What are they, the off season? Yeah, they get a they get a B, a B. Okay, a B off season, and you expect to be maybe seven, seven, eight wins for the Bears. Yeah, that's probably where they're looking at right now. They're still a bit, they're still a little far away from where they need to be. Right. I told someone, who, the same person, I told him one of these days it'll be an MC Championship matchup: Trey Lance or Brock Purdy versus Forty Nineers versus the Bears. Trey really. Trey. I think that's gonna happen someday. I hope it'll be. I mean, come on, the storylines right there. Yeah. Uh, what What if it's Sam Darnold at quarterback? I, I don't know what to say about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sam Darnold, he's a talented guy. With Kyle Shanahan's system, you never know. But of course, it will make me really wondering if he do beat because I don't know. Well, according to Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy should be ready by training camp. So there's that. That's that's good to hear. So there's that. So Brock Purdy, we we had I would say quarterback competition is good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's what the Four Niners got. Bears then the Bears signed that backup quarterback. What's his name? PJ Walker. There you go. And I thought he was decent with Carolina for a short bit. What are your thoughts on that pickup? I mean, it's a backup quarterback. It's really nothing Not special. He'll he'll be able to come in and fit the system well, which will be nice. I mean, it's. It's better than Nick Mullins. <laughs> oh yeah, someone like Nick Mullins or <laughs> Nick Mullins or CJ Brett, Brett. CJ Bether <laughs> or um, Brian Hoyer. Oh Brian Hoyer, <laughs> sorry Raiders fans. <laughs> yeah. oh, I forgot he signed with them. Yeah, it's Raiders. With, I mean Jimmy Garoppolo, you're you're he, he he's not gonna. Uh, I mean I don't wish anyone get injured or anything like that, but Jimmy Garoppolo's health is like broken glass. Yeah, it's Over. certainly not something you want to yeah. take a chance on, in my opinion. Yeah, it's – he's a good dude. You can tell he's a good dude, but you can't rely on his health. Oh, no, you can't. It's it's not worth it, and it's yeah. it's just yeah. not worth taking a risk on a guy like him when you know he's just going to get injured. Yeah, especially if you sign for it as a starting quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it was a backup quarterback and a Weasel Builder, okay, that's maybe a little different. And you have a nice quarterback death charge. That's probably why Niners find St. Donald. I mean, look at what happened last year with the quarterback yeah. injuries. Oh, wow. I mean, Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, and yeah. Josh Johnson, who sucked, by the way. Uh, yeah, I forgot <laughs> I about that. I mean, come on. I was getting ready to, I was getting ready to 
Carl Southwest says, take me to Philadelphia, I'll take over as a quarterback for crying out. <laughs> yeah, it's it was definitely a struggle at times. Yeah. So I know it's, it's early, but I'm going to ask you this. Predict your NFC and AFC playoffs and NFC. You know, yeah, just, let's start with the playoffs first. NFC and AFC playoffs. Oh man! So for each each division, yeah. If if you want to go by division, but you predict the, who make the playoff from both conference AFC and NFC. All right. So let's see. Off the bat, uh, Philly. So we got Philly. Mm-hmm. You've got probably Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, you've got hmm. Probably the Saints, but I have no idea who wins that. That division's so bad that anyone can win. Tell me about um, that. <laughs> yeah. Then the 49ers for sure. Those are the right. four teams. Then some wild card teams are definitely gonna be the Cowboys. And honestly, I'm just thinking about this now. The NFC sucks compared yeah. to the AFC. Like it's so weak, and I can't even name like seven playoff teams. Yeah. I mean, maybe like the Seahawks, but I don't even know at that point. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's that's my answers for right now because the re- none of the rest of the teams deserve to make the playoffs, in my yeah. opinion. And and it's, it's like the NBA Easter Conference, really. Yeah, it's just horrible. Yeah. Besides, it's, like two or three teams at the top, the rest of them are terrible. Right. Yeah. Well, what about AFC then? AFC is <laughs> a bloodbath, man. AFC has got talent everywhere. Right. AFC, you're gonna have like. So let's take a look at it. Obviously, Kansas City is going to win their division. In the south, probably Jacksonville. Yeah. In the east, probably Buffalo. In the north, Cincinnati. And then from there, you're looking at a lot of good teams. You're thinking at, like, Miami, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Yep. The Patriots, maybe. Uh, maybe. The Broncos or the Raiders, even. I don't know. It's just it's a tough, a tough division to guess who's going where because – Surely a few of the teams will underperform. That's just what's going to happen. So figuring out what else is going to happen is just – it's tough. It's really tough, and it's not something that it's easy to predict in my opinion. You mentioned Browns? Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, – Browns? Deshaun Watson. Know. Oh, you know, that's true. If you go back to where before all that drama he has. Yeah. Um yeah, I think, I think drama is putting a sexual assault or sexual misconduct a little. <laughs> I think that's a not. I think that's a better way to phrase it because it's not just drama; it's uh, him being a sexual deviant. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what word to describe it. But I guess that's the best. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there you go. Like oh that. yeah. I mean, the Browns did make the trade not that long ago with um, Sarah Smith. Yeah, with uh, Darius Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they did acquire him to pair, you know, with along with you know Miles Garrett, a good defense, uh, good pass rusher. Yeah. So who knows, man? I mean, they do got some talent. I don't know about their wide receiver though, because who do they have their wide receivers? Uh, they've got Amari, Coop- Amari Cooper. That's that's it. I mean, they've got Donovan Peoples Jones. Hmm. Yeah, they're not very deep at wide receiver, but yeah, that, that's that, that's gonna be the problem. I mean, it gets the you know other 
powerhouse AFC team. You know, you got the yeah. Broncos. They 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 got a good coach now, Shane Payton. So they might yeah. bounce back. Russell Wilson, Russell, huh, Russell Wilson is such a straight page person. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, he is. I know a lot of the Seahawks fans really don't like him, which is interesting. Yeah, which is yeah, I agree. Which is interesting. Um, Broncos, you know, it's. It's it's going to be an interesting season to see. So okay, let me let me ask you the, this then. Go ahead and predict the. It might be maybe a little bit there, but predict the AFC champ, uh, AFC championship matchup and the NFC championship matchup. 49ers Chiefs. I feel pretty good about that one. Oh, that's your Super Bowl matchup. Okay. Predict yeah. Okay. Okay. So Forty so Niners Chiefs rematch. Predict the winner of the Super Bowl then. 49ers. I always like you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I always like you, man. <laughs> it, it had to happen eventually, right? I mean, look look at the Rams. I mean, the Rams stockpile team. I mean, stockpile their roster. Like, kind of similar to what the 49ers doing. In the oh, sense. Yeah. I mean, trading their draft picks. Look, after left and right, left and right, left and right. And if I won that one Super Bowl, which is I'm sick to my stomach still. Oh, yeah, that, I was not happy about that one. Yeah, me either. And now the 49ers turn. It has to be their turn, right? At some point, <laughs> it's got to be their turn. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, at some point in this turn. So there's that. Now, particular, do you have any prediction regarding the NFC matchup, the NFC championship matchup, and AFC? Probably like the 49ers and the and the Eagles, and then in the AFC, I'm gonna go a little bold. I'm gonna go Miami Dolphins versus the Chiefs. Oh, Miami, interesting. Miami, yes, sir. Miami versus Chiefs. I usually don't predict until either August or September, but I'll make it early because my prediction might change by that in a few months. So yeah. right now, my early prediction: NFC Championship. You know what? I'll, I'll do with the AFC first. AFC Championship, I will go ahead and say, hmm. Okay. Cincinnati Bengals versus. Let me think. I want to do some. I mean, every time I predict the Buffalo Bills go to the Super Bowl, they always fail me. So I'm not predicting Buffalo Bills in yeah. any shape or form. They always let me down. Sorry, RT, aka Bill, who, if you listen to this, I know oh, he's a yeah. fan. Yeah, you that team always let me down. Oh yeah, so I'm going and say, hmm, Bengal for AFC Championship Bengals. You know what? No, can I trust the Chargers? I mean, look what happened to the Chargers. They choked big time in the playoffs. Yeah, they they, they do every year. That's why I don't trust them. Uh, they such a talented. If they fire their head coach and maybe get a good coach, because Brent, I mean, that coach is not that good. Yeah, he's a bit polarizing. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, then I might trust the team a little bit more, but they still, for some strange reason, they keep fate with Brandon Stanley. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know why. Maybe they, maybe they're drinking, they drunk or something. There, or maybe he, maybe he's he knows something with the front. Maybe he's sleeping with the front office daughter or something. I don't know. But no. But, yeah, it's it's certainly interesting. I, I don't think he's that bad of a coach, but he's definitely struggled a bit, and it's yeah. it's showing. Yeah. It, you know, at some point, I do think this might be do or die for him. This, 
this year. So if Charlie missed the playoffs, he's definitely gone. He has oh, absolutely, I agree. But if they make the playoffs, if they choke again, I think he's gone. Mm-hmm. Regardless, if they get if they can't even get past the first round, they I think he's gone or should be gone. Yeah, should be gone after this, but yeah, he's still there. Yeah. But I totally I, agree with you. I, what is it? I'm gonna go ahead and predict it. Well, as of right now, I'll predict the AFC Championship, the Bengals versus Chiefs. Interesting. Okay, that'd be a that'd be a good one. And you know, yeah. So you got you got their rematch. So in the MC Championship, uh, I guess for an ass versus the Eagles again, but because the Eagles are loaded. Um, if so, four niners, I don't, I don't want to predict for I I I will predict four niners versus the Cowboys. That's only for a good laugh. <laughs> oh yeah. But I would say four niners Eagles rematch MC Championship with prediction of Super Bowl. You know what? I'm not picking the Super Bowl. No, I'm because I'm not choosing my team. There. <laughs> there. 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 There you go. Uh, there. Yeah. But yeah. I probably will make a petition come September or August or something like that. But yeah, yeah I'll, sure. leave that. I'll leave it as this. Who do you think? Let's talk a little bit more about NFL. Who who you see? Who you, which team might be a surprising team for this season? I'm not sure. Uh, let me think about it. So you've got hmm, probably maybe like the Bears, honestly. They could make a sneaky run if they're being smart about it, but who knows? Okay. Okay. The Bears, who knows? Not well, not well about the Lions. I mean, Lions came close last year. To make the I, just don't tr- I just don't trust the Lions. You don't trust? <laughs> okay. I, I don't no, I, I'm not going to trust the Lions because they'll always find a way to screw it up. True, true. Here's a fun fact. Do you know that Lions that for this season, Lions could have more national TV games than than uh, Houston Texans, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, and who's the other two? Shoot, I saw that the other day. Uh, yeah, I, I mean it makes sense. There's a lot of hype around them, but it's too early yeah. to tell. That's true. That's true. And plus, chair golf. Who knows? You probably go back to normal. <laughs> if they if you find normal yeah. chair golf, I mean, they still they still still their starting quarterback. Oh yeah, so mm-hmm. there's that. But yeah, so we'll see. Um, who you, now? Who you see the team who make the playoffs might be a disappointing. They miss the playoffs, become a disappointing team. Last year was Green Bay, which I know you love that. Oh yeah, that was awesome. That was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, the only thing better than watching them lose in the NFC Championship is watching them miss the playoffs entirely. <laughs> yeah. So, who do you think will be the disappointment for this season? Um, I'm not sure. Let me. I got. Um, let's let's go with Baltimore again. They're going to disappoint again for a third straight season. Baltimore. So you maybe Baltimore missed the playoffs. Yeah, I think Baltimore can miss the playoffs. Okay. Okay. You know, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two teams at this point in my prediction. Two okay. Teams. You say Baltimore, I say Baltimore too. And the second one team, I'm going to say Minnesota. Yeah. I don't trust I, Kirk Cousins. I hope Minnesota sucks, but the problem is someone in this team's got to win the division, and it's just going to be a matter of who. True. What, what you remember? You never know. It might be the Bears. You never yeah, that's true. And, and let me tell you this. When Kyle Shanahan and Charles Lynch was higher, yeah. 
for the Fortnite, they take three third year and they make the Super Bowl. Now I'm not mm-hmm. saying Bears make the Super Bowl, but they make the playoffs, the surprise. They were the surprise team that year, their third year make the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So, you know, this is their second year with that new front office and that new coach. You never know. Oh yeah. You never know. Maybe, maybe. They, or there could be that dark horse. Um, who knows who will win that division. I just don't trust Kirk Cousin. In no, no, I don't games. trust him either. Believe me. In primetime games, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is not good. He is not built for the lights. No, no. I mean, he lost to the fucking Giants. Giants in the wild card. Yeah, that was right. embarrassing. Okay, that, was really, that was really embarrassing. I was pointing for the Giants just because, you know, some certain Vikings fan was talking trash saying they're hoping to play against the foreign ers so they can beat that they think foreign is the easy matchup. Yeah. And yet you can't even beat the Giants. Yep. <laughs> but does that tell your team? Our team I mean foreign ers at least they make the MC championship. Your your team can't even beat the Giants in the wild card. <laughs> but you know, cools to Down Jones, who was tremendous in that matchup. Oh yeah. He was tremendous. So there's that. So We'll see. Um, I try to think. I think that's about it. I mean, unless you, is there one? You know what? I'm gonna do something different. No, actually, not something different. I'm gonna give you. I, it starts a little bit, little different. I mean, not always, but I, sometimes I ask like bonus questions. So I'm gonna ask you some bonus questions. You ready for it? Yeah. All right. We gotta. Make, we do have to make it quick though, because I I got work in the morning. So we we can do like one or two bonus questions, and then I gotta cash out. Okay. Okay. Uh, two bonus questions then. Bonus question number one. Uh, let me think. Yeah, let's start, start with the Bears. Justin Field. How much confident is Justin Field? Is that is your franchise quarterback for the next possible? I need, I need to see a little bit more out of him before I make a decision on that. I need to see a bit more. He he's he's improved my confidence over the last few years. So hopefully he can keep improving and show me that he's our franchise guy. Okay, okay, okay. So you had to be wait and see. Okay, okay, that's fair. Now, last bonus question. Bonus question number two. And this is gonna be like a a fit free type. If is there anything you want to say to get off your chest, whether it's about the bulls front office, okay. about anything, any anything internal. It could be anything, even even if something you have not talked about, like dumbass politicians, anything. Okay. Fit fit free. Go ahead. Uh, nothing to vent about right now, uh, except for Jerry Reinsdorf needs to sell every team he owns to an owner that's actually going to try. Uh, politicians, regarding the politicians, the Democrats suck, but the Republicans are worse. However, no politician is good. So we need to find people that actually represent the people and not these corporate sellouts that get huge checks from these donors and these lobbyists and they act on the behalf of the donors and lobbyists instead of acting on behalf of the country. So that's why we need to make sure that we stick it to them at the ballot box and we tell them that, Hey, we're not going to put up with your bullshit, Joe Biden. We're not going to put up with your bullshit, Mitch McConnell. We're just not going to do it anymore. We're sick and tired of your bullshit. Um, The electoral politics is basically a sham at this point. And we have to make sure that we are, fighting for everything we can to get progressive politicians and that they'll represent the will of the American people. Okay. Okay. I'll, I want to stick something out, something too, to stick my foot up their ass. Yeah. <laughs> to every They're to all every worthless. Politics. You know what? One of these days, 
we'll maybe do another podcast talk about nothing but politicians. Absolutely. I'd love to do so. And you already know, and I will say it again, you're welcome to come back if you're up to it, man. Absolutely. I'm always down to come back every once in a while so we can just shoot the shit like this. It's a lot of fun. Definitely, definitely. Is there anything you want to plug in, social media or anything like that, man? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at BabsatronXX. That's probably the only spot where I'll be posting content regularly. So if you want to give me a look there, that'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can't follow me on Twitter. You already know that if people who've been listening to my podcast. <laughs> and so, you know, but you can get your free blue check mark. Just get a crayon and write down a piece of paper with the check mark. Yeah, there you go. But anyways, you can follow me on Instagram, pwh 2 that top podcast has a Facebook page. Give it a like, give it a follow. I post a new episode like this one. I know it's new guests. So we're gonna have less top pocket less top pockets related. Um next top pockets is available from ten platforms now. Uh been for a few months now. Ten ten different platforms which you can listen to all the episodes, including this episode from ten different platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Cast Box, Cast, Cast, Wow, Cast Box, and Amazon Music. So check it out. The next Let's Talk Podcast is actually this Thursday, this Thursday night, which Josh makes me turn. We're gonna have a watch along. We're gonna have a watch along, which one of the most memorable wrestling pay per view back in two thousand six. ECW One Night Stand. Yes, the same people with John Cena versus RVD. So you got to hear our commentary. The entire pay-per-view event we're going to watch on Peacock. Um, we got to give our thoughts on, on the show itself. All that good stuff. So stay tuned for this Thursday night on Let's Talk Podcast. Also, stay tuned. Then after that, there will be no podcast for this weekend. Until next weekend, next Saturday, the DC Roundtable. Um, which we supposed to have months ago, but that's wow technical issues. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll get that we'll get that going again this uh this Saturday with five different guests. Uh, a lot of them make their return. Uh, Kevin, Darren, uh, Alamondo, Tom, and Brian. Well, I'll make returns. We will talk about DC stuff. We're gonna talk especially with James Gunn now taking over. DC, you know, the new upcoming DC, starting, you know, like Superman Legacy, which is coming out in 2025. We're going to talk all that good stuff regarding DC Roundtable for next Saturday night on that Stop Podcast. And I don't remember I have a podcast Sunday. Ooh, I'm some host. I'm a terrible host. I'm a terrible host. I can't remember. Let me double check. We can be sure before I'm close because I do not want to left that out. Ooh, I hope the wrong one. Uh, I apologize. I can't believe I can't remember I have a podcast for next Sunday, but it is, um, give me one second, because I'm about to check right now. Thank, thank for multiple, good thing I know how multiple taxing, uh, let's see. Okay. Yeah, next Sunday, Andrew will make, actually, actually, you know what, I'm doing back-to-back, actually, next, uh, next Sunday. Uh, so, next Sunday, actually, I think about DC Roundtable Sunday, actually, next Sunday. Um, so, next Sunday, I'm doing back-to-back recording. So on Sunday, Andrew will make his return, which is which is my first recording. We're gonna talk about movies and video games. So stay tuned for that. Then of course that DC round table. So I'm doing two recordings on next Sunday. Not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Two recordings. Not my first time doing it. So stay tuned for that. So everyone, have a good night. Stay safe. 
fuck Terry Ransdorf. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Gotta get that last one out. So everyone stay safe. Have a good night. And talk to you this Thursday on this podcast. Peace out, everyone.